On this episode of Athletic Training Chat, we have Kyle Rutledge, who is a repeat guest. We had meant to connect and do this at NATA in Indianapolis, but time uh, just was not of the essence for us to get it done. Uh, Kyle had a lot going on, and if you are going to convention, it is just busy to try and sit down and carve out an hour uh, to have this conversation. But with that, we are talking about the big changes Kyle has gone through in his career, uh, finishing up some school, and also really finding and building a community through some common things that people generally enjoy and how impactful that's been just to help a lot of people connect with someone and take a minute to enjoy things in life uh, and within the profession. So a lot of great takeaways from this one. Uh, that we're looking forward to sharing with you if you haven't yet checked out the athletic training daily journal that is a 366 day journal uh, to just reflect on different aspects of leadership management practice uh, all kinds of things to help impact you as a professional and personally we hope that you would check it out Uh, you can find it on amazon.com as always we are powered by Mueller sports medicine just by listening to this you're helping us support getting out some Mueller recovery tubs to schools that need it to help take care of their athletes, uh, not only this summer, but into the future. But without further ado, please enjoy this episode. This episode of Athletic Training Chat, we are on for it's kind of like round two and a half uh, with Kyle Rutledge since we got to talk to him at NATA. Uh, but second full interview uh, with Kyle, a uh, lot to catch up on and talk about, and that's kind of going to be the whole uh, focus of this is just kind of some big changes that they've had uh, that you've had, I guess. You know, building a community and kind of looking at different aspects of that and why that's been important and. Yeah, and then I was always, we were talking about, we'll do some amended AT chat questions. But uh, before we get into everything, Kyle, just if you wanted to kind of give an update, and I didn't even look back, it's been years, which seems crazy uh, since we, you know, last formally talked. But uh, just what you've been up to, what's going on, and then we'll jump into the questions. Yeah, I think the last time you and I talked was actually 2019, right before the pandemic started. It really has been years then. Jeez. Yeah, so, oh my gosh, a lot has changed for me. A lot has changed for you as well. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, so where to begin? So probably, let's see, it's, I am, so my name is Kyle Rutledge. I've actually been an athletic trainer for about 17 years now. I am actually no longer in the secondary school setting. I have transitioned into the physician practice setting, and I've been there since August of 2021. Um, a lot has changed. Like, well, we're just on the coming out the other side of the global pandemic, which has definitely been uh, an eventful thing mm-hmm. for all of us involved. Um, let's see. I've had. Uh, let's see. We. I've went through the shutdown where everything was actually shut down at the high schools and we got transitioned into working in the hospital setting actually running our 
temperature stations for our primary hospital. We were doing round-the-clock uh, temperature stations, running the operations. We were actually also running PPE to all the floors on the hospital um, and assisting in any way possible during that uh, global pandemic, which that was definitely a challenge for all everyone really involved. And then we came back. Um, then we got back to the schools probably, I want to say around, no, not September, like mid-July. And then we went through a football pandemic season, which that is probably one of the biggest challenges I've had in my career, like making doing social distancing, making sure people were wearing masks, like making sure people aren't sharing water bottles. That, um, yeah, it was a interesting time um and then 2021 i had a hand surgery and then like towards the end of that like the 2020 no actually 2020 i had hand surgery and then 2021 i actually made the leap to transition from the high school setting to the uh, orthopedic physician practice setting where I'm currently at now. And I actually am set to graduate with my master's in healthcare administration, finally, um, in August of this year. So it's coming. Congratulations. Out. Thank you. So I'll have two master's degrees. So we'll see how, where that takes me now. Awesome. Uh the pandemic put a lot of pressure on a lot of people to make transition. I think it, it for if not just in AT, but I think people saw that a lot. Um, I know it played a role in it for me, but uh, wasn't necessarily the only driver. But for you, you know, what kind of led up to this transition in job settings? Other than, as I've said before, the secondary school being, I got to imagine, one of the most difficult. I've never done it but always applaud anybody who has just because of the sheer volume and intensity of that setting. But what led up to the transition? Yeah, I do agree. Secondary school setting is, it's great. I really did love it. I actually did seven to 12. So covering junior high, oh, yeah. high school, that was, uh, that was definitely a great thing, but what kind of led up to it? I mean, I always kind of knew once I started my master's that going into the administrative side of healthcare was going to be in my future. I didn't know if it was going to be in the hospital setting or moving up into like sports medicine, like management, somewhere in that. But I kind of just knew that that was eventually where my life and career was going to be taking me. Um, it happened a little actually sooner than I expected. But um, what really led up to it was coming back from the pandemic uh, football season when we everything shut down in March of 2020. Coming back, I went through football season. That was that was rough. I'm not gonna lie. I just I just kind of felt like my everything. I was getting. I was always a little more tired. I was just everything was just a little bit extra. It was things just seemed to bother me a little bit more than they hadn't passed. Um, I don't really know what it was. And looking back, I was starting to get, I was starting the beginning phases of burnout. And I 
I was sleeping like less. I was waking up at night. I was like not exercising. It was not, I was losing part of my identity because I was just getting burnout and I just was feeling overwhelmed and the constant schedule change just kind of really, it felt like it just took over me. Then um, I did have hand surgery, which was actually a blessing in disguise. Well, because I had actually been putting it off for years. Mm -hmm. I wanted to take care of the kids because athletic trainers are sometimes not the best patients or they won't always take care of themselves first. Sure. I mean, that's, it's honesty. And I think you can agree that sometimes we'll let things linger longer than they uh, should. You know, we tend to be a lot of a do as I say, not as I do kind of a scenario. Exactly. So, so I had my surgery and it was just kind of, I had six weeks off. I didn't really know what to do with myself. I was bored, but even though I had told like the coaches, the administrators at the high school that I was going to be out on leave, it just seemed like my personal boundaries weren't being respected about coaches wanting to know what the player, player statuses were. I gave them the information about who to contact, what was to be done. And it was like, it just fell on deaf ears. Hmm. Um, like I was getting constant phone calls, like wanting to know what was going on with an athlete when I had been there in a few weeks. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, have you right. checked emails? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Imagine that we had coaches not answering emails. I'm sure that <laughs> may have happened once or twice to you. But, um, and I had athletic training students. So when I came back, it was good. Cause I always looked at it like, this was kind of my struggle and my battle. I came back. I always still made sure I put them first. I put in, but when I came back, it just, I just felt like it was my time. I had achieved everything that I could at the school. And it was just, I think it was just time. It just felt like it was time to move on. But what kept me going through that time was really, I have athletic training students. I should not let how I'm feeling really affect their learning experience because that is all really about them. So I always looked at it like I got to take care of them, give them the best experience possible and help them go. And I need to take care of the, take care of my athletes. That's what I'm there to do. But, and it was just at the right time. Like it actually got to the point where my progress in my master's was actually being inhibited because I would just get home and I was just exhausted and I didn't want to do anything. And it just became, I had to force myself to even get through an assignment for my class Mm -hmm. where previously I was just letting it go a hundred miles an hour. So. Then I saw the job posting and I sent a text message to the person that hired me, who's a division director at where we're at now. 
Um, and I said, hey, there's a physician practice AT position open. And she was like, have you applied yet? <laughs> so that was a kind of a good indicator and a, and a sign that I should probably kick the tires on this. And there you go. Yeah, it's a pretty clear one. Always nice. It's a it's it's been a great fit for me. Awesome. Yeah. I'm uh, kind of going back to the burnout a little bit. You know, you mentioned that you felt like you were losing a part of yourself or that was slipping away. And I got to imagine at least a couple people who will listen to this have either been through burnout or are potentially on the verge. Uh, maybe not so much right now as this is probably going to be released here in the summer, but by the time it comes out, it might be right in the middle of preseason camp for anybody in the secondary or the collegiate setting. So uh, the burnout may already be starting. But if you don't mind, if you, and you'd be willing, you know, what did you notice? Like, what were the signs of where, like, you were no longer you or, like, it was really starting to impact you, you know, you met outside of the exhaustion and you mentioned the assignment. Was there anything else that you were just like, whoa, like, that, that I'm glad I paid attention to? I was a little more withdrawn. Like I just, I would always, at, when I was at work, I would go visit my athletic director pretty frequently, pretty daily. I'd go talk to our coaches. I wasn't doing that as much. Um, it was just, I sometimes, to be honest, just was not wanting to go to work. I still did. I, I blocked that out. I, put my best foot forward, best face forward, but it was just, I sometimes dreaded almost coming to work. I don't, and I don't mean to say that in a negative way, but it was just like, okay, what am I coming into today? Sure. Um, it was just, I was just noticing increasing frustrations. Like if a kid did have COVID, I wasn't made aware of it. And then, and then they'd come back, Hey, they have COVID. What do they do now? I'm like, I didn't even know you had COVID, so uh, let's start there. Um, it was just, I felt like I was not eating as my normal like diet. I was sometimes binging a little bit more on food. And then there'd just be times where I would wake up like in, through the night just thinking constantly about work. I wasn't able to make that disconnect between home and work. And before I was. Yeah, I think I've heard from other people and it was always something I've kind of kept in the back of my mind. Like there's going to be bad days at work. Like it's just part of, especially in our profession, there's just going to be tough days, you know, whether that's a lot of injuries, you know, coaches or whoever it is, and even, you know, physicians, if you're in a clinical practice, <laughs> you know, it could be a whole myriad of things, but it's, it's really when you start not looking forward to it more frequently than you're looking forward to it. I think that's definitely a, a sign that maybe it's time to reconsider what you're doing, where you're at, and if it's truly what you want to be doing uh, when, in regards to that, where it, like you said, you, you almost dreaded it, not because you didn't want to help people, but just because of what had been going on. Yeah, exactly. I always, I always look at it like I'm going to have good and bad days, like you said. Mm -hmm. But if I have like 85% good days and 50% just disasters, I'm doing pretty damn well. Sure. There is no job on the face of the planet where you're going to have the best days ever every time. Like, right. That's impossible. 
So I was having, it seemed like I was having a little more bad days than good. Sure. It was just, it just felt like it was time. So what have been the biggest benefits in the new role that you found? Um, are you talking besides the eight to four thirty? And I mean, and that that seems to be the, the big one that you know a lot of people truly enjoy. But if there are any other ones outside of okay. that, one, I'm, my work life balance is much better. Sure. Um, I'm actually able to do things with my friends on the weekends. I'm actually able to. I feel like I'm a little bit more rejuvenated, like as a person. I can actually. I'm able to work more on my uh, master's program at night. Um, I'm able to do a lot more things that I really enjoy um, where I'm able to actually take into consideration like what I like to do um, outside of work. And I'm actually able to start to figure out myself again, which is great. Um, and also, it's given me an opportunity to see how healthcare works, how ATs can be utilized in the physician practice role. And working in a hand with hand orthopedics, which is what I primarily do, I see a lot of variations of hand injuries that I would normally not see as an AT in the traditional setting. And to make it even more interesting uh one of our hand surgeons is also a plastic surgeon so i'm seeing a lot of tissue reconstructions and skin grafts and free flaps that i had minimal knowledge of but now it's like it i actually really enjoy those cases because they're very complex and there's so much detail that can be uh that has to go into the re uh surgery I know in my transition out, just like looking at x-rays and even just hearing about, you know, joints that like, I, I'm sure I knew they, you know, obviously I knew they existed, but just because of working in a otherwise healthy, you know, younger population, you just never really dealt with and like learning about, you know, the different types of injections. And I had never heard of a hyaluronic acid injection before, because why would I have? I worked with 18 to 22 year olds. Like I, you know, I just, it was completely foreign to me because I'd just never been exposed to it. So it's a whole different realm um, of knowledge when it comes to that. Oh yeah. Like I know there's um, some injections that we'll use for like different disease processes. So like for Dupuytren's disease, which like there's a medication for that that they that our um, physicians will use to help treat Dupuytren's disease and rupture that cord. So I didn't get I didn't even know that was really a thing until I started. So sure, yeah, yeah, it's very <laughs> eye opening. About insurance companies, that's yeah. Well, we won't go into that. No, that could be a whole other multi part series. Um, obviously you just said some of the benefits, what challenges, you know, other than, you know, not having heard of a few things, but what other challenges have you found in the new role? Um, one, I got, I need to realize that, um, doing, I, we do 15 minute appointments. So my, like, that's for the whole appointment. So I need to 
at first I was a little slower, like, cause we're supposed to, maybe if we have time to do a quick assessment, mm-hmm. it was getting that down, um, getting down my assessments. Um, I did struggle initially, like not knowing what to do with myself, especially that first fall on a Friday. I had been on a sideline for a football game for 10 years, like every Friday, except one for my brother's wedding. But every Friday night, I knew what I was doing. And that first um, season, I didn't know what to do with myself on Friday nights. Like I felt like out of place and I felt a little restless, but I, I figured it out. I did okay. Yeah, I remember that feeling too of, you know, what am I going to do with all these free weekends when I stopped working cross-country track and field? And it, it didn't take long to to fill them in um, and and get used to it. So, Right. The, the dog went on a lot of walks and had a lot of play time during that. There time. you go. Yeah, it was. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been a great fit. Like I, like, I get to cast a lot more than I did especially like in the high school setting sure it would be done if it was casted it was done in the ortho office right yeah but yeah so one of the other main topics that we wanted to cover uh which if people have followed on twitter would be a part of this is the at ice cream club and so i just want you to start off just with what it is how it came to be (laughs) oh my gosh like and what sure, it's turned into. I'm sure you may have seen it on Twitter a few times. Oh, me personally, yes. Um, All right. To curb my ice cream intake, and that's not helping. Oh, you're welcome for that. Yeah, right. Um, so let's see. The AT Ice Cream Club. So initially, it started as the ice cream thread. Um, if you go back and you look up hashtag ice cream thread it was around 2020 i think it was actually 2021 when it initially started so initially it so the four people that actually were involved is abby denon nate urban myself and hannah clayton um so abby would always post her ice cream on twitter and she actually she posted it and then we just one post after another after another. So we it was basically ATs posting pictures of their ice cream on Twitter, just kind of a lighthearted thing to one show we like ice cream. It's it's harmless. AT Twitter can be very um, divisive to say the least, and argumentative. I mean, for for better and worse. Fair, yeah, that's fair. But this was something that was non-controversial. We were just posting pictures of ice cream. And it just kind of blossomed. And eventually, like, my mochi, um, the ice cream company, got involved. And they were participating in it. They've actually been a great, like, supporter of the AT Ice Cream Club. Like, they have actually done some really kind things for for the four of us to and promote their product as well nothing nothing financially but sure they but they they're really supportive and i do appreciate them um 
but it's been a lot of fun and eventually just kind of so the I think the thread actually got up to like three months of just consecutive ice cream picture days and then I don't remember exactly who it is um and I apologize to them because in there I think it might have been uh Nate was like let's just make the ice cream club and then the AT ice cream club came about and it's just been it's really just a chance for athletic trainers to take pictures of their ice cream because all of us do have that little local ice cream shop that we all go to and we take we just were taking pictures it's just sharing fun pictures from all the different ice cream we have in this country from the regions what what everyone's into it's just kind of a fun thing to do um and yeah there's really only three rules um enjoy ice cream take pictures of your ice cream before you eat it phone does eat first and on sundays we have sundays nice i mean Very nice and who is going to really argue against ice cream careful how you ask i'm sure we could find somebody out there that would come I up with something I will gladly debate. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's just kind of neat. And actually, last year in Philadelphia, we had three people show up. Um, we had me, Nate, and Andrea Kowalski actually show up for, like, we all took went out and got ice cream together. And this year, um, we went to, in Indianapolis, we went to an ice cream shop and there was a pretty good amount of people there. I don't remember exactly how many. I'm sure mm -hmm. if you look on the AT Ice Cream Club page, you would see that it was pretty well attended. So it's actually gaining momentum. It's kind of, it's, and also actually can bring other ATs together um, that you may not normally interact with on Twitter. Sure. So, and at the social, we were like, most of us kind of knew each other, but it's it's another way for athletic trainers to connect. So, yeah, it was fun. Awesome. And that was kind of one question, you know, I know it's something that's been important to you and obviously you've been very active in it, you know, other than the obvious of enjoying ice cream, you know, is it what is it meant to, you know, kind of build a small like a little community or whatnot within a larger one has that been was that a focus or is it that just kind of naturally evolve as it, it, it grew kind of, in popularity if you will yeah it was just kind of one of those things that just manifested itself i mean it just grew naturally i don't know like why it's just certain people like you just are naturally just drawn to because it's like oh now i see you and now i we had now we're like friends i mean i've talked to um for them pretty regularly i mean it's it's kind of interesting how that's happened definitely yeah and, um anything that we didn't cover about the job transition kind of the role of burnout ice cream um what's your, what's your favorite ice cream Oh, I was going to throw that in there to ask you. Uh, I'm a big uh, chocolate chip cookie dough okay. kind of person. And if we ever go to a place that's in our town, and if I go with the double scoop, I'll throw on like a salted caramel on the top there, or a, like a snapping turtle, just to throw some extra flavor in there. 
Right. What's I, your go-to? I'm a huge caramel guy as well. Okay. Caramel turtle or um, salted caramel is is pretty solid, or or a caramel waffle cone. Ooh. They, if they have it, is always a is always a great uh, uh, great choice. I feel like ice cream and food in general can really just bring people together, and especially coming out of the other side of the pandemic how many how many athletic trainers like had you talked to on zoom how you talked to on twitter and now that you're we're out of it you can actually go meet them you can go have have dinner you can go have ice cream you can have whatever with them like you actually get to sit down and talk to them so it's actually food to me is actually a way for people to connect no i'm fully with you there yeah i think it's i think it's a lot of fun um with regards to the transition, you're not going to know everything right off the bat. Um, learning hospital EMR compared to athletic trainer EMR is yeah. <laughs> it, it it can be an adventure. It it can be a challenge, but it will get better. Like at first, just don't don't get overwhelmed. Um, I'm sure you when you learned. Uh, your got your system's EMR. It was, it was a lot to take in. Petrified that I put would put in something wrong because it was going to go to somebody's insurance or a bill, and like not that obviously in the collegiate and secondary, like you're you're treating real patients, but it is purely on the documentation side of it. Like you know, there, that's where it ends. Whereas in this role, it's getting shot off to coding and business and everything else and that was just like hyper sensitive to make sure i was not clicking something wrong because i did not want somebody to have to deal with that just knowing how much of a pain that would be on the back end so that, that was my biggest like oh boy like let's really make sure we're doing this correctly yeah um and i'm lucky that i have there's there was already athletic trainers in the position practice setting so when i was doing training i would always double check be like okay they like this they they want this draw for the injection okay like they want this for their wrist they want this for their elbow correct mm -hmm. and fortunately we actually have clinical tip sheets now that okay for for fracture care you want to use this note you want to for if they have trigger finger they have this note like it kind of helps with that and i don't like sometimes AT, like we won't ask questions you need to ask questions yes yes and ask the physician for the like what diagnosis they want to get put in like that's because it depends that depends on if it'll get approved if it won't will it need reimbursement will it need what will it need yep. um, and will it need um uh prior off like and also you want to make sure that they get the correct reimbursement right everything and in entering x-ray orders that was in entering mris like that that was uh <laughs> that that can definitely be like you want to make sure that those are correct like yes you do taking doing a quick timeout is it's 
it's it's so vital. Totally agree. Yeah. Oh, jumping into the AT chat questions, the semi-amended ones. Um, now having been in the clinical setting, you know, for a little while and having spent a lot of time in the secondary, where do you see AT going in the next five to 10 years with just a different viewpoint on it and with finishing up your uh, master's in, um, you know, health administration? Um, I think that the future of AT is very bright. Um, it's especially with everything, I mean, the awareness of what an athletic trainer can do goes beyond um, the secondary school setting. That was obviously very, very, very well demonstrated in the importance of an athletic trainer in the in sports. That was very well demonstrated. That was exemplified back in January. Um, I think that in the it's going to show how diverse, especially in our setting, like we're in physician practice, you and I are, it's going to, like, I think the value of the athletic trainer is going to be shown very much so in, in the emerging setting. So physician practice, military, um, performing arts, I have a feeling those are going to be the next wave of athletic trainers of where we're going to see the next like blow up um and i think that we're gonna i think also we're a lot more i think that as a professional we're getting better at recognizing work-life balance agreed um, we, we'll leave that one there because that could also be a full conversation about many different viewpoints on that one but uh what advice did you go back and give yourself, not so much as a young athletic trainer, but as you were starting to feel those signs of burnout, if you could kind of go back and, if, you know, to where that was and be like, hey, pay attention to this. Like, I would, I would probably tell myself, take a day off. Like, I would never, I was, I was that person that would never take a day off during the fall uh season like take a day off where you're lighter and get that prn coverage so your athletes are still taken care of but take care of yourself too right um lock you it was i i did struggle with it but um fortunately i did have someone that like my manager was like, hey, you need to figure out a day to take time off. Um, of course, I didn't listen, but because, right again, it's commitment to the job. But I think that when you recognize those signs, you need to get help. Like ask me like, hey, I, I think I need a day like coming up. I think that's a I think that's a good one. Don't be afraid to ask for that help. For sure. Uh, what has been maybe the most influential resource you've found, especially now in your new role? Um I think that in the new role, um like my physicians are 
fantastic at what they do. Um, they were also a teaching hospital. Mm-hmm. They have an orthopedic residency program. And I think that one of the good things that we have is actually our physicians are so big on education that they don't mind if you ask questions about what it is we're doing. Like, um, also, like, like my teammates now are, we're all in the same setting. Some of them have more experience than the others. So asking them on what do you do in this situation? How do you handle this phone call? Like, they have been excellent resources. Awesome. And, and obviously Twitter, like, especially with the physician, like, there's other ATs in physician practice. Yeah. And, and I've even had other athletic trainers that went from physician practice, I mean, from secondary school to physician practice, reach out to me like, hey, how did you handle this? How did this happen? Right. Is this, like, so it's, it's that support system. Absolutely. The answer to this one may be obvious, but we'll ask it anyway. I don't think I asked this one to you last time. It's a relatively new one. But as an AT in your role, how do you take care of yourself? I don't know. Like, I mean, I'll spend a lot more time on myself. I'll go enjoy ice cream, obviously. Yeah, I didn't figure that was going to be in there. <laughs> um, also, if you look on my Twitter, um, I've actually made it a point that Saturday and Sunday mornings that I make a point that I actually go outside. Um, I have weekend coffee that actually grind. Okay. I have bags of coffee that I only use the weekends that are grind that I grind and I sit out on the on my deck and like while my dog runs around the yard, I sit and enjoy my coffee. So I've actually built that in. I've made it a point to like actually sit and relax on the weekends like for sure enjoy enjoy my coffee enjoy hanging out with the dog and it's just it's just a moment to sit and reflect like that's saturday and sundays like it's and it just became deck coffee i have been meaning to compliment you on your teenage mutant ninja turtles mug uh <laughs> big fan uh i have i have not commented yet but i will applaud you on the next one i'm yeah. big big fan of that one so do you see the seinfeld mugs too oh yeah i would see them all especially a big fan of the ninja turtles i mean um, I, I like my oversized coffee mugs they are uh, yes they're they're a beautiful thing i may or may not watch this uh, ninja turtles two secret of the use every once in a while it's just I mean, a, it's a hidden classic i just it, feel like it, people it is, it's beautiful it's a great movie i mean What's even funnier is like I didn't realize it until I was older. Like Kevin Nash, the wrestler, was in it. I was like, "What is this?" Uh, I have to pay attention to that next time. What's that? He was Shredder. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I'll look into that. Yeah, I mean that was that. I mean, and now that I'm on my physician practice setting, I can actually like that's another thing I've actually been able to go and do things during like at, at night, like sure. I've gone to like Monday night raw and SmackDown and things like that. I was dragging ass the next day when I was at the clinic. Cause I wouldn't get home till like 12 31 o'clock, but it was totally worth it for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. If you could, oh, go ahead. 
Oh, I know you like my uh, um, deck coffee, so you can, yeah, feel free to, you can join on that thread. I don't care. Like, that's something, that's actually something kind of neat, too. And, like, I just thought of it. So the AT Ice Cream Club also kind of spurred into the AT Coffee Crew. Yeah, which I saw that as well. We've seen that as well. Like, so it's actually kind of split off. And so it's kind of neat how the Ice Cream Club kind of showed the, like, kind of template and actually how the, and then, oh, we have the Coffee Crew. So it's kind of neat. Now we have the AT Embers, which is on our adult beverages that we like. So it's just kind of, it started as the ice cream club and now it's into a different. Sure. So, yeah. If you could change or eliminate one thing, you know, it could be a modality, a common practice mindset in the profession of athletic training, what would it be? Besides ice and STEM for every treatment that not being treatments. That's a good one to start with, but yeah, if you get another <laughs> one, go for it. Um, Let's see. I think that just because of how we've done it in the past is not necessarily wrong, but it's not the way it always has to be. Like, I like, I, I like yes, I like the throwing in there that it was no one saying it was done wrong. I think that's a really important point that gets overlooked. Yeah, it's not. It's not that it was wrong. It's not. Does it always have to be that way? Like, I think absolutely. That, as we evolve as a profession, um, we're coming up with more ways to treat treat injuries, actually be more effective, how to communicate better. Our diagnostics are getting better. Our rehab equipment's getting a lot better. So there's a lot more options too. And, just be, and also on the counterpoint, just because it's the latest and greatest it does not mean it's the best. Fair enough there. <laughs> the way it should, the way it needs to be. Last question, uh, just to repeat one. What does being an athletic trainer mean to you? I mean, so my answer is probably a little different than it was four years ago. Yeah. Being an athletic trainer to me really means that I'm a healthcare provider. Um, whether I'm in the secondary school setting, the physician's practice setting, I'm there to treat patients and take care of them and to advocate for them to get the best result for that patient. Um, Perfect. And I don't think it needs any more expanding beyond that. Yeah. Uh, just to wrap things up then, if people wanted to connect with you, touch base, uh, get involved in the ice cream club what, what are the best ways to go about it okay um best way to reach out to me is on twitter um uh, i am at ksr underscore atc um i do have a linkedin profile um if you type in kyle rutledge athletic trainer i should be one of the first people that uh show up um like i'm not as active on there i'm much more active on twitter um i do have a facebook as well it's the same name um but yeah the best place to really connect with me is on twitter i do have a tiktok but it's really not much of anything um it's probably about 90 percent of tiktoks of me feeding 
uh, the dog ice cream. Fair enough. I mean, if you need some lighthearted stuff, there you um, go. Let feel free. It, that's uh, also at KSR underscore ATC. Awesome. Well, it was great to formally catch up and follow up. I know we touched base a little bit at NATA, but I think this was great and uh, always powerful to hear from people that have kind of gone through what a lot of people are probably feeling and just knowing that there are others out there that have gone through it and it can, there's ways to come through it and find still find a ton of purpose in what you do and the job you have and find ways to really keep everything positive so i appreciate you sharing all of that and your story no problem man um, thanks for having me on i appreciate it it's always great to catch up awesome well until next time uh we will wrap up there sounds good thanks again thanks again for listening to this episode of athletic training chat with kyle rutledge really hope you got some good takeaways from this check out the at ice cream club if you're a fan of ice cream and want to get involved there uh, i have yet to post a picture on at coffee club but that will be coming especially as our little one gets us up nice and early so it is a good time to enjoy some coffee with him as we get to hang out early in the morning if you're curious about the athletic training daily journal head over to clinicallypress.org in the shop section you can download a 14-day free trial uh, via pdf that you can get an idea of what is included in that and what the full book might look like you can also find the full pdf version there if that is a better option for you than getting it off of amazon again we want to thank our friends at mueller sports medicine for everything they do for us uh, with the podcast but also the profession of athletic training if you have needs or questions or just want to check something out uh, get in touch with them Uh, their sales reps are second to none and just a fantastic people but thank you again for listening and supporting uh, athletic training chat podcast and therefore the profession and if we have a story you want to tell we want to hear from you uh, please let us know and we look forward to talking to you soon